Welcome back, everybody, to the Triangle Anime and Manga Review Podcast. Uh, here, here with me today, he's taking it a level beyond, Ozzy Chavez. I always go plus ultra, man. You know me. I, uh, we're halfway through the week, and the only way I'm going to make it through the other half is to just kick it up another notch. Yeah, there you so. go. Yeah. So. And meanwhile, I'm your host, as always, working on my combo to get my ultimate off, uh, Logan. I never did beat you at fighters. I, I will always be upset about that. It's okay. Maybe you, may, I, I actually played for the first time in like a couple weeks yesterday, and I was really rusty, but um, I was able to get back into it. Um, I've got too much stuff on my hands. Between watching anime and reading manga and playing disc golf, I don't have time to do half the stuff I want. Now that we're other half the stuff that I want to do. Now that we're kind of coming out of the uh, yeah the. Uh, What's it called? Quarantine. Yeah, it's uh, cause it's causing me to like realize how much time I had for manga. Now I'm actually out doing other things and losing time on that. So, no, oh, yeah, and I guess that's a trade trade offs for being healthy and outside and all true, that. Right? All right, and with that, I guess we can say this is the first time we can uh, get together and do a podcast for sure because we are vaccinated because we are smart, intelligent people, um, and. Um, yeah, I think we haven't had a podcast. We do other podcasts, and this is the first time we've gotten together in probably almost a year, probably. Oh, we did have one cast for the. Oh, that's right. We met outside uh, and stuff like that. But this is yeah. the first time we've gotten together at a place. Yeah, so this is kind of a nice change of pace. But uh, really quick, before we move into our topic for this week, uh, we have been getting some questions about. Oh, you're the manga po- podcast, anime manga review. How come y'all aren't actually reviewing any manga? You're mostly doing kind of series of topics at the moment. Because honestly, both Ozzy and I are kind of getting back into manga at the moment. Uh, I'm pretty well caught up on manga. I've got to get up into all the anime that have come out recently, which is just a ton. And I think uh, you're kind of trying to catch up on that as well, Ozzy. I'm trying to get back into it in general. Like I, um, I think after college, which has been like 10 years, I dropped anime as much um kept up with my favorites and then maybe some spin-offs but i just wasn't into anime manga as much as i would like to be with you know life kind of hitting you hard but you know i just i still went to animesman every year because i do love me anime manga but i got i'm trying to get back into it so there's a lot to catch up on it does not help that this season is absolutely unreal with the amount oh, of quality very and good. quantity. Not to mention, it's, it's more than just the fact that there's good stuff. There's a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, sequels, a lot of good new stuff, too. Yeah, but, a yeah. lot of original stuff, too. So, yeah. um, so with, that state, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and talk about our topic for the week. Overpower characters and their story arcs. So before we get into it, Going to lay out another asterisk, because we already have one on the podcast. So, we will be talking about different characters, obviously. I've got a tier list set up for where I qualify their power levels with. Oz and I are going to say if we quantify or if we agree with it. So, first off, we are going to be talking about kind of the path that characters go in their characterization of the story. Now, we're not going to be talking about plot points. We're not going to talk about... Fighting, well, at, least not major at least not major plot. Yeah, plot. we're not going to talk about like you know going somewhere, but you know if you're bothered by say knowing that Saitama from One Punch Man defeats all his enemies in one punch and is invulnerable and is just way 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 too strong, and so his arc is not really fighting people, is more like dealing with 
the emotional toll and trying to find motivation in his life. That's not really the that's not really a spoiler. It's more just the plot of One Punch Man. But you get what I'm saying. That's uh, we're going to be talking about those kind of things. And if that bothers you, sorry ahead of time. This is probably not going to be the case. Yeah, for I mean, you. we're going to try to tiptoe around certain things, especially because of some of them are current. Um, but we kind of picked some older ones, so we wouldn't have that issue. So if for some reason you don't know the plot of Dragon Ball Z, that's on you. I'm sorry, you missed out on Dragon Ball Z. That stuff is done and gone. Yeah. So you know we may pick, we may do some spoilers there, but that's your your fault. And second off, I just want to stipulate because I know I'm also going to get some hate on the internet. This tier list is more for the characters in their own universe. So when I say that Goku is in the same tier as the Seven Deadly Sins or the same tier as Oga from Belzebub, I don't mean that Goku. With all his, you know, Super Saiyan abilities, would be on the same level as Oga from Belzebub. The two different characters, but in their universes, they have similar kind of arcs for how they develop as characters yeah. and how they get strong and how they like how they drive the story. Right? It's 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 about how like these characters, as OP characters or very strong characters, drive the story and how the writer has to develop the story right. around them. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So with that out of the way. Let's get into my tier list. So, Ozzy, you kind of seem to agree with most of the stuff on the list. I'd be curious to hear if you've got any arguments against. But with that, we'll start at tier four. So these are kind of just your generic main characters of any shonen anime or manga. These are strong but not overpowered characters. So characters like Deku from My Hero Academia, Naruto from Naruto... Uh, Yusuke Urameshi from Yu Yu Hakusho. So these are kind of just... I would say if they were in our world, they would obviously be stronger than your average human. However, they are... In the world that they're in, while they are strong, they're not you know, so far above that it's like taking notice. And it's not so far above that they don't have to work for their powers. They don't have to fight and struggle on their own individual level. And... So you yeah, yeah, I mean, I think tier four is. I would kind of name it the opposite way, where I would say tier one because it's base level. To the, for this, I think these characters are your basic like MCs, main characters that are obviously going to be stronger than most because otherwise you wouldn't have you know a popular anime or a manga or a story, um, and you know. Obviously, they still have challenges. They still have to work their way to get somewhere. And, but they're not like, oh, man, immediately out the gate, the number one fighter, the number one character, or number one anything, really. They kind of have to get there. Um, and really, the first two you mentioned uh, being the My Hero story and Naruto are very evident in that they do start out with these two guys who are kind of your average kind of actually low tier people, especially the way that Deku starts out because he is essentially low tier, um, and end up trying to get to where they're at. Um, so the majority of the story, they're not really, you know, super overpowered like you say. They're pretty mid level. Uh, obviously, outshine some of their cast, but they do a good job of maintaining them in reality. I guess. Yeah. Well, before I continue, do you think I should flip it so this should be tier no, one? No, I mean, I, I was just saying, like, I don't want them to get, like, 
It, it, it's just, I was just saying, like, as base, like, we're starting on ground level. That's the way I would see. Okay. Uh, well, that's, that's fine. If so, you want yeah. to name a tier let's, board, let's, I, I let's, no with Okay, that. so let's just count it up because I think that's less confusing. Or, I don't know. So we're going to call this tier one, and it, from now on, this is the base tier. But, yeah, I think uh, – I know you're not as familiar as Yu Yu Hakusho, but, I yeah, Yus, Yusuke, just kind of like your normal dude, dies, gets ghost powers. And, I mean, that puts him above everybody else, but he's still – Pretty much on the verge of death in every fight that he's in through the first set of series where he's really got to put thought and effort into not getting killed. And, you know, I think this is also you got to keep in mind this is a universe where in most of these universes, especially Naruto comes to mind, you're not going to see the main character like solo a kaiju or something. You know, I think in the last battle... uh, and some of the bigger battles, rather. There's, like, a lot of armies. There's a lot of groups involved. You're never going to see a guy 1v1, like, the god of the moon or something. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, and, it, and also, uh, this is looking at them kind of through the majority of the story. I will say that Naruto, at some point, I, I, I think he could probably upgrade a tier, I think, by the end of it. But I think that's very at the end of it, once he's kind of gotten to where he wants to be. Um <laughs> But the majority of the story, he is about, you know, mid-level, or not mid-level, but, you know, high-level, but not, like, crazy overpowered. Right, right. So. Because I can see where people would argue, like, oh, you know, by the end of the Naruto story, he had no problems until, like, the major fights, which, you know, I think is the next tier we'll talk about. Um, well, and I mean, there is some gray area here. Yeah. I can see how tier four and tier three overlap. Right, you at can times. kind of get there exactly right. And I mean, this is all just for fun. This was this wasn't like a oh, I def like you said like this is within their own realm. And honestly, we just try to break it down by how they drive the story, not by like saying oh yeah, Naruto never got to the point where he could easily whoop somebody's butt. No, I mean he did, but you know. Well, and I think the key to these kind of stories is kind of building empathy through. Uh, stress and pressure. Sure. Where it's kind of like a lot of the fights are meant to bring out the emotions of the characters yeah. and kind of make you go through the struggles they went through to get to those scenarios. Yeah, suspense, right? I mean, it, yeah. it gives you, it puts you on the edge of your seat. And I will say that that Naruto did that well for the longest of time because, you know, especially because the the way that Naruto as a character is, you know, he's pushing to be the best, you know. And he, in himself, you know, he says, believe it. He wants to believe he is the best. But honestly, for the first couple of arcs and for, you know, a major part of the story, that guy was had a hard time getting to win battles. He had to figure out in better ways to do it, whether by working with his teammates or trying to figure it out halfway through the well, battle. And more than just the suspense of the battle. I mean, obviously, we're talking about they've got to struggle. There's, like, a lot of pressure on them. they got to come up with different ways to win. It's also, when you're watching along with them, a lot of the times, these are the kind of series where you'll see flashbacks to, like, this is what this person's gone through. This is where this person started from, and this is where they are now. And, like, it really ratchets up, you know, feeling like a tie to that character, where you want to be, like, even for the villains sometimes. I mean, Gar is a good example where it's just, like, you've seen this character go through so much, and you can kind of understand... Where they're coming from and the yeah, yeah it's, how it's, much it's definitely easier to relate to these characters because they started in such a low place. Sometimes you're like, oh, well, you know, I kind of see myself that way, or 
I kind of could see myself like if I trained or not necessarily trained, like train, train, but like if I studied or did something and like dedicated my life to it, I could one day be the best. I mean, even not the best, but be, you know, res- re- uh, respected and, uh, you know, uh, uh, at a high level enough like, like these characters would be. Right. Right. Okay, so next up, we're going to go into, I guess we're calling it Tier 2 now. And these are kind of strong, these are characters that are working their way to being overpowered. So in the first tier, maybe they got overpowered near the end of their story. These guys in the Tier 2 are kind of already stronger than most other people in the universe. So we're talking like people like Goku... People like Oga from Belzebub, the Seven Deadly Sins from Seven Deadly Sins, or the Spider from uh, Soma Spider So What, which came out this year. Uh, Soma from Shokugeki no Soma. So these are characters where, even in the universe, I think people notice there's something special or unique about this character immediately. Going back to Goku... Even from, like, the very first time you meet Goku, granted he's the main character, there's kind of this idea of, like, this guy is stronger than, you know, pretty much anybody else you run into anywhere. And then as the story progresses, that kind of becomes the thing. We're waiting for Goku to show up and save the day. And that's kind of where it comes along. And these are a lot of characters like that where it's kind of... These characters still have to work but there's kind of an expectation already there that because they're so strong they're the ones we can rely on to kind of win the battle i don't know does that sound reasonable to you yeah i think that's a good way to look at goku um and i don't know the majority of the characters you listed off i have watched some of the seven deadly sins but the other two i don't know much of but goku is a good example of that where it's kind of like the majority of the time you know he's going to be fine and I, i will say that Again, I don't know the other stories, but when it comes to Dragon Ball, that's one of the things I, I pride myself in knowing and being behind for the longest of time. I think that's just the way the writer wrote it to be, and everyone knows that that's just how the writer is now with Goku. It's just, he's going to do it. It's going to be Goku, no one else. No one else is going to save the day. It's going to be Goku. And he doesn't make him like crazy overpowered where he immediately wins or it's not a challenge. And almost every battle is structured the same way where it's like, except, you know, we can take out, I guess, the Cell saga because that's Gohan's uh, story. Right. But well, and that was tended to be the end where he yeah, that's true, took that's over. true. And yeah. that was kind of the, that was more of like the after the end. Passing I really do the think torch. the Namek saga was supposed to be the end, but then it's like, all right, we'll really end it with the Cell saga. All right, we'll really end it with, with the, the Moo saga. saga. All yeah. right, let's just, just do Super. But yeah, to... To that point, before you kind of keep going, that's also a thing that's key in this tier, is that we know these guys are overpowered, so the way that the writers kind of have to develop them is they kind of have to keep one-upping the character. Before you get back to Goku, you know, like, I'm going to talk about Oga from Belzebub just to give you an idea. So the plot of Belzebub is essentially the Demon Lord is really, really lazy, his son's got, he's get, so instead of trying to conquer the human world, he's like, I'm going to give my baby son to this other person, tell this person, go find the most evil, powerful person in the human world, raise him to be, you know, conquer the world. Because he's lazy, you know how it goes. So it's kind of like a comedy action manga, but he basically finds Oga, who is 
the king delinquent, essentially, at this delinquent high school. Um, and so, yeah, and that's where he kind of takes over. And until the series kind of gets going, he pretty much just dominates everybody he faces. But as the story goes along, he's got to fight, you know, older delinquents who are more powerful or delinquents who use tricks who take them down or actual demons. And then it becomes like a whole thing. But yeah, you kind of get the vibe of what that's about. Yeah. And then I just looked it up and I think I've seen this before. I, yeah. I, I want to say I've seen some of it before. Um, I do remember the, the small baby Beal for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, because he wears no pants. He's, he's also got his dick out. Yeah. He's always got his dick out. But yeah, I mean, and Goku's the same way where it's kind of like, we know he's the most powerful. He's the hero of the story. The only way they can find a way to challenge him is to continually, like, one-up themselves by yeah, bringing in a stronger opponent. Stronger so. opponent, you know, giving him a new transformation, stuff like that. And I will say, I think um, Goku also developed... And he's definitely tier two now, um, where I think they become like these legends and store with throughout like the universe slash maybe the world that they're in. And it's like, hey, these guys are strong. I'm going to go t- try to beat them because you know that kind of brings in the next villain or the next bad guy. Like yeah. I think I remember this. I mean, the Seven Deadly Sins. Like they have a a legend, right? These guys are like people yeah. that you shouldn't mess with. Because they are OP. Granted, they probably could be beat, but um, they are pretty much kind of revered as revered as OP, kind of like Goku is. You'll see like some people like, hey, you know, we came to challenge you, or you know, um, with going into super hit, was it going after Goku? And you've got you've got perpetually Vegeta trying to catch up to Goku. Well, I mean, if you just start before you even get into super, it's like, well, he beats, you know. Okay, so let's start in a Dragon Ball. So. He beats like an evil emperor, and then they're like, "Okay, we gotta one up that." Okay, we get an evil army. Okay, we gotta one up that. Okay, we get an evil demon king. Okay, how are we gonna one up that? Evil aliens. Okay, how are we gonna up up that? Evil androids. Evil Napoleon space Hitler. There you go. I was like, and honestly, no one's beaten out Frieza. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I guess that that's the good thing they brought him back, and that's kind of fun. But yeah, I mean, it it. I, I think that that story um, can get a little old if you kind of keep it going, which Dragon Ball has. Um, and I think it can get formulaic sometimes with characters like that because unlike Tier 1, you don't have the ability to have growth throughout it. It feels like it's, like I said, formulaic in every single battle. It's like, oh, we're in the same stage where it looks like he may lose, but we know that he's just going to pull something out. Well, and yeah, kind of like you're and I'm talking just, about. I'm just basing that off of my knowledge of Dragon Ball because I know that's how it works. Granted, Seven Deadly Sins, Oba could be a little different, um, but it just feels like because they're kind of teetering on OP, there's nowhere for them to go besides just kind of repeating this, oh, I'm strong, but there's someone stronger, I got stronger. And like yeah. you said, oh, and then there's somebody bigger, I got stronger. And sometimes you can only do that so much without the story going Well, dry. and they have different ways, obviously, because, like, Goku always gets a new form. Uh, Oga's figuring out more of his demon powers. The Seven Deadly Sins, they get their weapons back, and then they learn some new techniques yeah. or unlock the and demon blood. There's definitely blood. better ways yeah. to do it, right? You can definitely do, like, techniques, which is cool. That's the one thing that's always suffered with Dragon Ball is they rely heavily on transformations. They rely heavily on... Uh, new forms. Um, so 
besides that, you're not going to get techniques like you would with like learning new demon powers or learning new you know weapons and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so well, it, it definitely helps to have stuff like that to be able to progress the character, maybe like reinvent the character in a way. Um, so they have something to learn, right? Yeah, and I think that's also kind of the key difference in this tier that I think the spider manga, So I'm a Spider, So What, or spider anime, has kind of done where it's kind of, it's like Goku in that she's seeking out fights, but it's kind of like in a weird sense where she's not seeking it out purely for the fighting aspect. She's like, so I level up by beating bigger enemies. Well, I need to beat bigger enemies so I can level up so that I can never get killed. So essentially, so that one has a kind of a different logic, whereas most of these are kind of like, well, I just found myself in this situation. Now people are seeking me out to kick my ass. I got to get stronger. Yeah, Wait, or I which have is to the, defend something. Or yeah, I, there's I gotta some kind of danger. I it's have to, usually I gotta protect my friends in some form or fashion. Um, but so, I mean that, that that is a that is good. I think that's a good tier in the fact that you know they are different than the last tier we've mentioned, but they're not like so crazy overpowered that there is no challenge. There's still challenges ahead. It's just about how you would write it into the yeah. story. I think the key thing to keep in mind is even though they're powerful, they still have to train, they still have to get better, but you lose a little bit of that emotional aspect because unlike stories like Naruto or you know My Hero Academia where anybody could be a hero on that given day, you know who the hero is going to be in this level. It's always going to be you know one of these characters. And it's just like, how are they going to get through it? How are they going to figure it out? You know, so there's less of an emotional grab at your heartstrings. It's more just like the thrill and excitement of seeing how are they going to pull this one out. You know, and again, like we said, these tier one and two kind of, kind of like there's a gray area. And I will say that like I think Naruto got to a point where he was in this tier because you know once he learned to fully control his powers that he had and got to the point where he was you know a, a grown a grown ninja by Shippuden I thought he was at that point but I thought he grew to be there right I think you can develop someone to get there rather than bring it too early in a story or know at the end of the day like it's it, he's always been that way and Naruto did start out that way so that's kind of nice to see that progression yep so moving on to our next tier so we got tier three and this is your cheat overpowered characters. So I say cheat, put these above the, you know, strong gets OP through training. Because most of these characters are your kind of typical isekai protagonists. These are the characters that are gifted something that makes them more powerful innately. So they kind of skip a lot of the extra training. Now they might have to train at some point, but usually at the start of their story, they just kind of burn through any potential opponents they could run into. So these are your characters like your slime from uh, that time I was reincarnated as a slime. Kirito, in a sense, uh, I think you can make an argument about Kirito, but I think because he was a beta tester, he's kind of got that, like, I've already got experience, so I know what I'm doing, yada yada, in his game for SAO. Um, Moonlight Journey Across the World, which is a manga. I don't know if you've read that yet. You know, we did so, make the mention. Um, I didn't read that. Um, but, sorry, keep going. I didn't know if you were done. No, I think I, go ahead. Yeah. Well, we did make the mention that there are some characters that we that we thought of in the Gundam series that may have been in this care in this uh, category too, due to their 
innate abilities that they were given, um, specifically in like the originals, like Gundam Wing or the original Gundam, where they were like superhumans, right? Yeah, where even if they didn't know it, it turns out that they are have some kind of yeah. super ability, for lack of a better and they, term. And like you said, they didn't have to train, or it, it, it just kind of came to them, or it was, like you said, innate. Um, so this one, I don't know many Isekai stories. I have started watching the Slime stories, or the Slime... Slime stories is a different thing, but kind of the same. Um, the Reincarnated is a Slime. And yeah, they, as you have noted, they're untouchable characters. So far, as much as I've watched of this, it seems like he's just playing God, um, really, because he's got all these these abilities that he got as he as a reincarnated slime, literally, and he has had zero challenges. Um, but the one comment I made when we talked about this was, it seems like the stories aren't driven the same as the other two tiers are. They're usually they usually have different challenges than just like combat challenges. Uh, yeah, it seems. I mean, a lot of the times, even in an action scenario like Sao, the challenge itself for the character in this tier is not going to be can I win the fight. The challenge is kind of more abstract. A lot of the times, like the slime anime is a great example. He. Doesn't really care about fighting or beating people or taking anything over. He wants to create a civilization or basically play a town building simulator. From what I've from what I've seen, yes. Yeah. So I think, and he—that's what he's kind of using his powers to. He's not really fighting anybody. He fights when he has to. Uh, granted, he kind of dominates, but uh, right. Yeah. Again, that just shows that it's also still OP and. Half the time he's like, I wonder if this will work, and it does. It just does. It's not even something that he has to think about. It just comes innately. Yeah. And like. Well, and and also I guess to another extent, we're also talking about characters that maybe don't even have an innate cheat ability. So we've seen, I've seen, and I can't name them off the top of my head. There's a million Isekais, which is the Reborn in Another World series. There's um, somewhere, like, just because they were in a modern world, they're like, I know how plumbing works. Oh, and they, yeah, right. And they, like, suddenly they can fix, or I know how to grow, you know, whatever, plants. And, yeah. and that suddenly fixes all these people's problems. And it's just, like, it's no longer about violence or fighting, so it's a lot different from the first two tiers where your goals kind of change. Now, it doesn't mean they won't fight, but maybe that the idea is... Their struggles, their actual things that they're conflicting with are different, you know. Kirito and Gundam, for example, uh, the original Gundam was more more about how are we going to find a way to survive now that, like, our place got blown up and we're on our, like... Yeah, a lot of survival, a lot of government warfare um, slash... Yeah, how how can we find a place that'll take us, you know, stuff Um, like that. at the end of the day, they still had battles, and usually these guys were, even in the toughest times where they thought they were going to lose, like, something just happened where the switch was triggered and... It was just natural for them to win. Yeah, and Gundam's they, Gundam's kind of tough because they like actively nerf their characters beforehand. Where it's like, yeah, he's just a high school kid, even though he's got this like weird super yeah, he's ability. A, he's a high school so, kid. Oh, he he has amnesia, or yeah, he doesn't know who he is. Like, yeah, like, there's but all they still kinds. figure. I think that's the only way to make them uh, a legitimate character. Otherwise, they would be tier one or tier four that we're about to talk about right. where it's just like there's no point like what's the challenge in facing these guys yeah. which I guess at, at 
really at the climax of the story, that's where they get. It's like they face their toughest challenge and they ascend into like, oh, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you can't yeah. do anything to beat me. I've gone, I've gotten to my limit of where I'm supposed to be, and I can easily beat you now. Well, or I mean, going back to Sao, which I know is everybody's favorite anime. Um, yeah, I think. Like, even though Kirito has a lot of fights, if you look at a lot of the stories in the first season, it's not about him fighting or winning battles. It's about, you know, I got to get used to interacting with people because I'm so used to being on my own and, you know, being afraid of people. It's kind of like, how do I get back to interacting with these people, which is a more relatable story because really he's already strong enough where he doesn't have to worry about, you know, monsters the same way other people do he's got to worry about like how to motivate people or how to get along with other others or how to you know uh build up skills or find items you know silly stuff like that yeah but so different characters got different goals um and i mean usually this is where we kind of get into our more i would say this is definitely the power fantasy tier this is like, if I didn't have to worry about anything, what would I be doing with my yeah, life? And at what point do you just, like, say, like, what, like, that's why, like, you're saying the, the, the difficulties are something else besides just the battle, because they, I mean, they can do whatever they want. They can essentially, you know, if they want to rebuild civilization in this world that yeah. they're new to, that seems like more of a complex problem than trying to battle this, like, random dude. Yeah. Where essentially, yeah, you are, these are the characters that are, you know, even in Gundam, it's like they're the heroes. People are looking to them for inspiration. Not just like people that know them, like the world is looking to them for inspiration. Kirito and in SAO is like the only hope to save. Right. Well, it's not the only hope, but yeah, you get the point. He's, he's really big on that. You know, the slime guy, who else is going to build a world like that? Yeah. He's gotten all the opportunities and the strength. So this is where you really get into the, like, these are the characters that, like, man, I wish I could be that guy, you know, with all the girls and all the, like, civilization. The big titty ogre girls. Have you gotten to that episode? Wasn't that, like, episode two or three? It's pretty early. Was it, like, the, the when he meets the goblins or was it the ogres? Ogres. Oh, I haven't met the ogres. I met oh. the goblins and I met the dwarves. Oh, the, man. Got all right, all right. Okay, nice. Sweet. I've got something to look forward to tonight. All right, so last up, we got our tier four. So these are just the straight up OP top tier. Just nothing you can do to broken it. characters, absolutely broken. So obviously Saitama from One Punch Man, uh, Satoru Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen, Eins Onguo. I don't know how to pronounce it from Overlord, Koro Sensei from Assassination Classroom. Uh, also, I guess. Um, trying to remember his name but the guy from the uh devil ex weirdo in the demon academy i forget the name really? but yeah zero zero punch man yeah oh oh the guy you were telling me about zero punch man yeah zero punch man um but yeah you know the outcast of the demon academy or whatever it's called but yeah so you know these are the characters that are just straight up there's nothing you can do they are for all intents and purposes, completely invincible to anyone else in the universe. So that's what these characters are. And obviously, if you're completely invincible, you got to be dealing with different kind of problems, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I think what makes these guys so special is that they're written differently. You know, Saitama isn't written like Goku or Naruto 
when it comes to their story. Saitama is written as a comedy, really, as a, as a gag that uh, more of a of a comedic relief slash parody of OP characters. Um, well, because I, I've read a lot of the manga, I, I stay current with it, and a lot of, I find myself not really seeing him involved that much because that's the way to write him. You don't involve him that much because he is too OP. You wouldn't have any suspense if a guy could easily just destroy anything and everything with one punch. Um, obviously, a lot of the suspense is built up by Saitama kind of being clueless sometimes. Um, that's his character. Um, but when he gets serious, it, there's there's nothing else you can write, really, when it comes to that battle. But a lot of times, that story itself, the One Punch Man, is about the Hero Association. And everyone else who is not OP to his level, they may be OP level 3, the last one, or before that. But they are, no one is close to Saitama, and no one has the ability to just completely KO and win the battle in One Punch. So I would say that these are the kind of stories that allow for more uniqueness. I mean, obviously, the art for these stories goes off the walls because you got guys doing literally impossible things. Right. So you've got very creative art stuff. But to your point, it's also it allows for more characters because you don't have to focus on your character, yeah, you don't have this, to this character, all. all the time. You know what this guy's going to do. He's basically there. You did bring up a point that I hadn't really thought about. Most of the characters I just listed off are some version or variation of a gag character. I mean, even uh, Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen, he's kind of like a gag character. Koro-sensei is definitely a gag character. Like, a lot of these guys have some kind of, like, comedic aspect. And I think that's just because they're so ridiculous. They, right. They're completely they, out of the world, even in this out-of-the-world realm that we're talking yeah. about. Like, all these characters that are doing all this magical stuff... All this stuff that seems like these guys are above that. Like they're legends on upon legends of like like when we're talking about Gojo, he is the guy who you have to ride around. Not like Saitama, where you write him as comedic relief. Gojo is funny, but he's written around to where it adds a challenge for the villains to deal with their plans with and trying to have him out of the picture. So they have to essentially, like we were saying earlier, they have to do what they have planned as quickly as possible without ha having him involved. So it allows for different scenarios. It allows you to add a level of difficulty for the bad guys without actually having any battles to begin with. I mean, Gojo hasn't done much, from what I've read at least and watched, a lot of battling where it's actually, without it being just an instant done. He gets like one decent battle, maybe. And that's very early on. And then after that, it's just him, like, showing showing off, for lack of a yeah. better term. And, I uh, think, and again, it also adds, like, that, it, I mean, good point. Like, it, sometimes it's just about showing off. I mean, it's just showing that someone can be this strong, and you're just like, oh, that's fucking awesome. But, you know, obviously not every character is going to be that point or yeah. get to that, right? Well, and I, that's the other thing I like dealing with, with these characters is... It intrigues me the problems that they face are not physical like a lot of your other shonen anime. And it kind of makes you think as a person. So, like, when we talk about Saitama, because he's never challenged, his problem or his crux of his life is that he's dealing with boredom, essentially. That's really what it comes down to, you know. Is he's trying to find a motivation to be like, I want to have something that really I can get out of the bed every day. And I can be motivated to go do. 
Um, which honestly, I mean, you and I can relate to that, even though we cannot relate to the character because he's so ridiculously overpowered. But, you know, the idea of something esoteric like that, of just like, I want to find my purpose yeah, and not, you know, feel like just, you know, doing something, I'm not getting anything. And then even the, like, fights he f- has are really about dealing with the way people treat him more so than the fact that he has to fight, you know, like whatever aliens or people from underwater or under the earth or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. And I, like we were saying, it just it it just adds a different way to to write this character because like you're saying Saitama, it is about his um, how he's perceived by other characters. Half of the story is him just being seen as some random dude who can barely fight. Yeah. Um, but, you know, unbeknownst to everyone, but, you know, his his uh, apprentice, uh, what's his name? Um, cyborg. <laughs> yeah, the cyborg. Cyborg dude. And then, like, one other hero, like, no one knows that he's this OP. So that, that adds a comic relief. That allows for more writing to be able to unveil these, these, these this uh, secret... So it's it's a cool way to do it and still drive the story without him just ending the story immediately. Because after watching the first season and reading the first couple chapters, I did not know what they were going to do. I did not know how they were going to make, you know, the story driven or continue to drive when this guy like just is is so OP. Like I thought it was going to be like a one season kind of thing and it's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, this is funny. This is cool. Okay, it's over." Yeah. But they they're still going right now. They're in a very ex, very um, extreme arc where there are like it is turned up to eleven. Like the author has just like doubled down on how strong this villain is. And I mean, I guess we'll get to a situation where Saitama has to get brought in. But it's he's he's writing the other characters. It's he's more about writing. yeah having yeah. the other characters develop. Well, and some of my favorite things with Saitama, for example, don't have anything to do with, again, the actual villains. I think one of my favorite scenes, I guess, again, minor spoiler or whatever, like the the scene where early on he saves a city from the asteroid. And he saves the city because if the asteroid had hit, it would have wiped it all out. But, of course, the way he blows it up, it shatters everywhere, does a bunch of collateral damage. So... After saving the city, like a bunch, a couple heroes and like a bunch of the population are like, "The fuck, man! You could have done a better job." And I, I would still have my house and all this other yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean that's just the and like, theory. and you know, Saitama, you know, it, it's played as a joke, but he does a good job of being like, you know, I, I don't know that everybody would have the strength of will like Saitama does in that situation to be like, "Hey, fuck you! I saved your fucking life." You don't have to get on me, my back. It's not my fucking problem that you got a little bit of damage. At least you're not dead. Like, you know, not everybody would have handled it that way, whether it be from self-control standpoint or just from, like, a beating down and taking it. It's kind of interesting that he's both a strong character of spirit as strong as he is physically. But, yeah. And then Koro Sensei is kind of like the same deal where he really doesn't have anything to worry about. His worry about is, like, how can I make a better future for the world out there, you know? Yeah, I feel like a lot of those characters, I know of them, it's just like they're written to not necessarily be battle characters. They're written to be more like, um, you know, mentors or guides for said future character or future MCs and stuff like that. 
Yeah. Right. And I, th- I think it's good to have those kind of balances out um, for these kind of stories. Because even though they've got the action side, it does kind of make it easier to have that. All right. So we kind of talked about this already. But what does the top tier character allow you to have? Well, I think the biggest thing is that you don't have to worry about, you know, the physical battle. So you can get really creative with your art style and strategies and all that stuff. Because I think in if you're watching Goku and Frieza, as cool as the fights are, a lot of it kind of devolves into quick punches so the animators save drawing time and uh, beam fights is what it seems to turn into. Yeah, at the end of the day, those, those are the things that um, end up being the finishers, right? I mean... Well, and it makes sense because if you've got a long, drawn-out fight that takes, like... God, how long was the Frieza fight? Like 50, 60 episodes? Jesus. Um, it was five minutes. It was five, it was it was five, five minutes. minutes. Um, but anyway, whereas if you've got like a short battle that's like going to be like literally 10 seconds of on-screen time, uh, I'm thinking about the one where Saitama punched the mountain, where it's just like, bam, you can do something really creative, really powerful, and make people go, whoa, and then... Just kind of like let the guys kind of chill, let your artists chill the rest of the time. They yeah. can just do whatever. And like I think we touched on this while we went over each category, but um, I don't get the sense of suspense anymore with Dragon Ball. And I don't get it with um, the tier four char- the top tier characters either. Like when I think of like Saitama beating somebody or Gojo fighting somebody, I don't get this like that sense of urgency or that sense of um, like suspense like I would watching the lower tier characters like these characters that you know that they're going to win because they're the MC uh, could they lose for a learning possibility yes and that's what makes it so good in my eyes when they're you know a little bit more drowned down to earth and you know they could lose but it drives a story and allows for more challenges they're not written to be automatic winners or easy winners um, so like I mean we've touched on each one just how each one is uh, written differently well I think again I'm just talking about from a top tier standpoint like I think it does afford you to have a character like this so that you can try different things I think uh, obviously you see higher animation levels right. on those kind of stories you see different stories and you allow them the other thing I think in a lot of these stories you allow the the writer to kind of explore all the other characters in the universe whereas you know, some of the lower tier stories, you kind of focus on a central group and you might introduce other characters, but they're not going to have usually their own story arcs unless it's like Naruto when it gets like a million episodes. Yeah. yeah so and I guess also it allows you to also having all this cool visuals, stuff like that. It allows maybe the MCs or other characters to um, have something to drive after. Right. I mean, they have their yeah. obviously they have their own aspirations in whatever story they're at. But maybe they want to be the best of something or maybe they want to idolize this one move or maybe like learn this technique, stuff like that. Kind of, kind of like, I mean, even the cyborg in Saitama, with Saitama, like his sto- so far the cyborg story is that he's trying to be just like Saitama where he wants to be so strong that he can finish his battles easily when he's one of the strongest characters already in the series. Yeah. 
but he he has something to run after. He has something to go He's after. Is he to going to? Now. Probably not. Never. And I think that's the point. Yeah. Uh, it allows him to still have something and for comedic relief. And it also be. and it also allows his create quote unquote creator to like worry about him too. Yeah. Yeah. It allows him to have a story yeah. without really. Going anywhere. A more conventional story where he's trying to keep his humanity versus giving it up for power, essentially. And then, yeah, I mean, I do want to go back to something you touched on. You don't get wowed by, like, Gojo when he did the, like, combining orb thing? No, I didn't say wowed. What I said is I don't feel a suspense or I don't feel a sense of urgency. It's it's right. Like, it it's that sense of, wow, I get it every time. And it's just, I know something badass is coming. When I know Gojo's about to go on the field, when I know that Saitama's on the field, I'm like, all right, here we go. Yeah. I'm ready for oh, this panel, baby. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you get that feeling? Like, sometimes with, like, the lower characters, I know we already mentioned it, it's just like, all right, where are we going? No, when Gojo, Saitama, if the other characters we listed were to fight, it's like, all right, let me just watch because I know this is about to be awesome. Yeah, I, it's, it's not like, it's over, where are right? they going? It's like, yeah, there could be some... There could be some question as to what is he going to do next? Like, is he going to unleash a new technique? Is he going to just toy with him? But we know at the end of the day, I know he's about to do something badass. Like, I know it's going to be something, like, top-tier level. Like, oh, my God. I'm never going to be sitting there like, is this guy going to get his badass I will. Is he going to get is – he, is he actually going to lose for once? I don't feel that. I will say Jiu-Jitsu Kaisen's the first one in a while where I'm, like, really curious. I'm like, so how do you beat this guy? Like – because so Gojo's power is essentially cr- controlling distance, for lack of a better term. So I'm like, that's I know a, that's the that's an easy way to put it, dog. It's really I'm oversimplifying. It's controlling matter and time. Yeah, point. but it's no, controlling no, no, no. matter to the point where he can control control time. time. But yeah, but like, so they build up this really really bad guy who's possessing the main character, and I'm like, but how does he beat Gojo? Because I don't know. I, that's one of those where I'm really curious to see what the direction they go in. But yeah, you know, it's it's it, it, that is, it, it could be a situation where um, let's let's take it back to my hero where All Might I think was maybe at that level, but something was done to him to the point where he is now invincible, right? Yeah, uh, where he was uh, essentially he can't control his powers anymore. Uh, because of a, a wound. Yeah, it happens damage, early right? on. And, so, yeah, yeah, that happens early on. Maybe that happens to these characters. But as far as I know, I don't think Saitamo ever will have that. And maybe Gojo does have that. Maybe he, you know, loses Being, half yeah. the Maybe Being. he loses the ability to use half his body. You know, you have that, and that ultimately completely turns everything around, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but so far, these guys have no, no problem. All right. So, yeah, I mean... I think that's pretty much it. Before we get into our talk about Tepu, uh, which which type of story do you prefer, Ozzy? Do you, you got a preference? I mean, all of these have their own unique levels of kind of value. So, do you have a like favorite type of character in terms of OPness? I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I think when it comes to. Um, what type of anime would, would the majority of these be like shonen, I guess? These are all shonen. Shonen. So yeah. when it comes to shonen, I like your lower tier, honestly. I think that allows you to have a better driving story in the long run. In the long run, again. Um, do I still appreciate ones that are top tier or higher tier that are shorter stories? Yes. I think that's the big difference with me. Like, I love a short anime. If it's one season and it's good, I'm okay. Finish it. Love it. I appreciate it. Don't drag it on. 
And I think that's where like Dragon Ball has gotten because it tries to like teeter the tiers of two and like high, and it's been doing it for I don't know, 25 years. I got God knows how long. Yeah. And I'm over it. I still watch it because I love it, but I'm over that. But like Naruto was a good. It took like the whole time he was advancing. So like that story of like a character starting from nothing essentially and becoming stronger every battle is an obstacle every battle he has to learn something new um is does it become formulaic sometimes yes but like deku he's un- he's learning his new powers even now a good way through the story he still hasn't learned to master his powers and it's it's something that i i think he'll continue doing well and that's um, that's the other thing i appreciate about the low tier is that there often is it gets played off like, oh, they fight a big guy and then something happens. A lot of time with the low, low tier, like they have to actually put a lot of thought into what yeah, they're thought. doing. Yeah, thought. That's the thing, right? Yeah. It has to be like, and that's why Which my hero is so yeah. good with Deku is just like, he has to analyze the battle. It's not just, I'm going to go out there and try to beat him, kind of like Naruto did sometimes. Naruto was just like, I'm going to throw everything I've got at him. Will it work? Maybe not, but I'm going to believe. But well, that, like Deku's written differently, where they have to put thought process into it. You have to do like a little bit of uh, understanding and a little bit of uh, technique. Right? Well, I mean, honestly, going back to Naruto, I hope Naruto is old enough to highlight this. Two of my favorite fights of all time, um, and I think I don't know if everybody agrees with this, but the Hidden Mist fight. Oh, where Haku! Yeah, where oh, he yes. first fights that, and then. Uh, the fight with Gara at the very end of the Chunin exam. Because there's like... The Haku fight was like, okay, so he got really creative and shifty yes. and oh, put a no, lot of thought into so it. Good. And then the Gara fight was where it started getting like, oh, he's actually going to start using like this sealed, you know, nine tails sealed thing to his advantage, even though he's always been kind of afraid of that. And so the emotions of like seeing him actually... Put his brain to work and also kind of using some dealing with something that he's always kind of been trepidatious of afraid of it's that's kind of crazy i i, I really like those fights yeah the original naruto i mean naruto shippuden is original but the that's i would say that's the first half the og naruto did a great job of of um Man. definitely like making the character grow and the battles being good about him Knowing his limitations, but trying to overcome them and overcome his uh, opponent in a, in a certain way, in only a way that he could come up with, yeah. uh, not just overpowering his opponent. We'll have to have a separate thing where we just talk about fights from our childhood. Oh, like, we could, I could go like, on. Naruto, like, the shooting exams is like top tier well, anime. Naruto had so many good fights, because I was also thinking back to... I was hoping you would say the Haku fight, because as soon as you said the fa- my favorite ones, I, I, the, it, it'll always be Haku. And I don't know if it's because it's the first one, but it was done so well with, with Haku and... Um, Whatever the the swordsman guy's name is, yeah. I forgot his name. Um, um, oh yeah, Z- Zim Zibi. Yeah, start with the Z. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, but with that and Kakashi Zugetsu? and Sasuke and all of them, like just trying to work together to make it work, it was just so good. Um, but uh, yeah, the other one that I was like gonna touch on was like right at the end of the first series where Rock Lee and Gara fight the bone oh, guy. Oh yeah, and I was like. You know, there wasn't a lot riding on that fight technically, but well, it was a that was a crazy well, we'll fight. Get, we can definitely get into I think we should have a separate podcast. Where we just about, talk about fights. Well fights <laughs> and I think um, supporting cast, because I think there's a lot of animes where supporting cast are make an anime so good. Like I think My Hero is a very good one. 
And now that I think about Naruto, it was great too because a lot of good battles were like I can think of like the Akatsuki battles that weren't with Naruto. There was one with like where uh, Rock Lee, what's his uh, master's name? Uh, guy, where guy, guy had guy to fight sensei, him, yeah. and then um, uh, Aruma is that his name? Aruma, the guy that had like the the blades, like the like the brass knuckle blades. This is Shippuden. I forgot his name. Uh, uh, no. But those fights were wonderful. And these weren't even the main characters. I was like, these are like top tier fights. And these aren't even the main characters, man. There's yeah. Like, there's still there's a lot of animes where they have great supporting cast. And well, and I mean like in Overlord, we were just talking about that. There's a lot of good ones out there. But yeah, we I kind of get into the end, so wrap it up. For me, what I found was when I was a kid, I really liked the tier two. Um, tier one was cool, but I didn't really fully appreciate it. Because of what you were talking about, like it took me a long time to go back and realize that the uh, yeah the that hidden mist fight was like one of my favorites. Um, because I I just was like oh okay well that was cool but it was just kind of like short lived. I much preferred the idea of you know a Goku just straight overpowering a guy when he goes Super Saiyan. Like something about that is just much more attractive to a kid where you can just be like yeah he just got buff and did that. As I've gotten older, though, I really prefer, like, your tier fours or your tier threes where it's like, okay, the goal is not to fight. Like, the goal is to kind of sit back and think. And, I mean, the fighting's nice. It gives you a little thing to kind of, like, enjoy the animation, enjoy the stylization, enjoy comedy, you know, because that's what it comes well, down yeah, to. Well, like, if, if, we're, if we're talking into comedy realm, then three and four, I'm right with it. Yeah, but like, no. That's why I said, like, shonen-wise, like, if it's action level... I don't want three and four. I want one and two. But, yeah, comedy, like, it, it really is great with three and four. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, as I've gotten older, I just think that three and four are easier for me. And also part of that is I think <laughs> this is more saying about as you get older than it is about the stories. But I think as you get older, you want a simpler story. You just want, like, I just want to read this story and have this, the – Slime do his thing without a whole bunch of drama and not have to worry about it. You know, even if it's like some bad dude doing bad things, it's just like I want to know what I get myself into and be happy at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, I guess in a way they yeah. become less drawn out, more episodic. Like, hey, this can be covered in a few chapters rather than dragging it out into forever. Like certain yeah. arcs of, of or Ball at least be. try different things yeah. where it's like, okay, we did the world building. Now we're doing like the Sending an army out, or yeah, like now we did learning about the world. Uh, yeah, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Okay, but anyway, so well, that's uh, with that out of the way, feel free to send us some emails with your thoughts on my tier yeah, list. We, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll have nothing but good things to say. Let us know what you, what you, what you like. We actually do have an email now, so uh. What was it again? Is it Raleigh Anime? Yeah, Raleigh Anime at gmail.com. Raleigh Anime at gmail.com. Raleigh, the capital of North Carolina, anime at gmail.com. So if you want to hit us up with your ideas, maybe add characters that you can think of, let us know, or maybe some ideas for podcast. Anything you want to tell us. Um, but from our review of last week, let's get into it. So, Tepu, the uh, female MMA fighting. Female MMA, yes. So it's actually funny that. I don't know if you meant to talk about OP characters because Tepu is kind of in the realm. It kind of meets in between last I mean, last week's last week's character. I may have put some thought into that. Okay. Maybe. Looks like looks like you know what you're doing. Yeah, no, um, I know it's crazy. It bridges right? the gap from sports anime last last I guess episode to this OP character that um, 
I'd have to think about where she as a character sits. And, uh, I think and she's definitely at two. Yeah. I think she's definitely in the topper tier for sure. Uh, yeah. Because to her, I think the, the whole story revolves around her being so good at everything that she's bored. And I know that I think you did say that about one of the characters in like either one or two top tier that they everything just comes easy to them. Um, it's innate. You know, they haven't had any challenges. Um, so in this case, this girl who is, I guess, in high school, I think it's in high school. Right? Yeah, she's high 16. School. It's always 16. in high school. Yeah, it's always high school girls. It's close enough for you to fawn over them, but not young enough for you to go to jail. Yeah. Um, at least in Japan, I guess. You know, there's only one anime that I've seen there. They're like, actually, like, these girls are not legal, by the way. But, uh, yeah, anyway. It doesn't they matter, really it doesn't matter how old they are. Girl, people will find a way to sexualize them. Um, but, yeah, this manga was wonderful. I was actually yeah, blown you were, away by how good it was. You were only was. supposed to read ten chapters. So, yeah. We, so, we never said that about this one. But when we first read Miriko, we said... Ten chapters. It's easy to just read ten chapters. Obviously, Miriko is continuing. I don't know how many chapters it has at the moment, but Tepu is actually older and is done, and it only has 34 chapters. But I was so impressed with the first ten that I finished it. Um, it's not like it's that hard of a, a task to read 34 chapters in, I guess, two weeks since we've... They're, they're a little longer, but they're not They are long. longer, but they were great. I will tell you, this is a must-read... If you like sports anime or anim- sports stories, um, if you like any kind of like girl power kind of thing, because this isn't what they were going for, but this is one of the stories where I can legit say like this is about women. This is not about girls being cute. This is not about girls doing stuff and just like, oh, that's so cute to see. This is about women and girls doing what they want to do, doing it well, and getting their like, see, I- getting the representation that 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 this is how it's done. See, I kind of pushed back on that a little. So I do think there's definitely that element there because early on they kind of established like these are girls and the top tier girls are really doing this so that they can finally fight guys on yeah. the same level. And so there is that aspect. But as the story goes on, it's less and less about, you know, the idea of, you know, girls got to be strong, girls got to be yada yada. It's more just like, you know, these particular characters are trying to beat the shit out of these other particular yeah, no, no, characters. I, 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 yeah. I, I preface by saying it, it's not what they were going for. I know that's not what they were going for, but I think they did it well in the realm of it being mainly about girls that it did its job of – it did a, a good job of representing girls in a good light, in a good way in manga and anime where a lot of the ma- main characters are male. Um, yeah. So I, it was refreshing to see that it was it was the whole story was about literally females because it was female. Um, yeah, I think there were like, like maybe three or four guys. Yeah, a yeah. lot of the main guys were just in the background. They kind of pulled strings or doing certain There's things. The teachers or the brothers or something or yeah. the parents of the yeah. younger daughters. Yeah. So, um, but I was actually really impressed with it. I'm upset that there's not an anime because I think this would transition well into an anime with mm. how. It does well as a sports anime because it has all the good things that I like where it it uses a sport to drive a story. It's more than just sports. There are actually sections where they go over the sport so they respect the sport. Yeah. 
uh, because there's a lot of times where they would like go over techniques because they they did a good job of being just more than MMA. They talked about judo. They talked about like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. They talked about karate a a lot. lot. (laughs) They talked about boxing. So they did a good job of. And I don't know a lot about fighting, professional fighting. So you know. I can't say that they were like completely true to it, like perfectly, but I thought that they did a good enough job to earn my respect in them respecting the sport that they're yeah. writing about. So that was great. Um, and then the plot itself was was great because you know this character who was not challenged at all finds a challenge in a very unorthodox way by meeting a new character, and. And kind of hating slash loving it. Hating her, yeah. Hating slash loving, which is weird. And um, a lot of the story is about the main character really learning about herself and us learning about her. Uh, yeah. Through, through the battles, through her interactions with other people, new I mean, people. It is a very like intimate kind of look at all of these characters in a weird way, you know? I mean, obviously, I've got so much I want to say about this thing. I'll try and... Maybe we get into a little, go a little long and talk about it, a little bit of spoilers. But for now, uh, if you're just getting into it and you want to kind of look into it, so the art style first off is amazing. I love what he does with the eyes, especially. Yeah, where it's, you, it's hard for people to understand if they haven't been in MMA before. When I actually started reading this, I was actually in an MMA club. Um, I don't know that everything that they cover in there is a hundred percent accurate, sure. but a lot of what they cover is very, as from a basic standpoint, is very much what you would do in an MMA organization. But one of the things they touch on, which is a beautiful animation, is there are moments where you'll see their human eyes go to like this predatory kind of like cat's eye or lizard's eye kind sure. of thing, and. In a lot of ways, that's kind of how it is on the field, where it's like, you know, oh, we're friendly and we're chatting, and then you flip a switch as soon as you're going to come compete. Yeah, I mean, it's that competitive nature. Yeah, right? and it just and comes especially out. with fighting because it's so brutal. It's 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 you know, it's a different sport than when oh, let me take a bat to a ball or let me kick this ball. This is like let me kick your face in. You know, you're doing something yeah. absolute savage, and. Even more so with these characters because the main character was a masochist, right? I mean, well, uh, sadist. A, a sadist. Other way around. Sorry. Sad, sadist, yeah. Well, I don't know. I think she might be both, honestly. Uh, um, these characters were a little flawed in 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 their way of thinking. Um, some of them were. So it, it brought in an extra element of like, hey, you know, I'm doing more than just trying to win. I'm trying to hurt on this person or I'm yeah. trying to beat somebody because they pissed me off. Uh, which is a completely normal thing to have. I think there are situations in sports where it's like a personal thing. It's not just, I want to win to be the best, or I want to win to get a better record. I want to win because I hate that guy's guts. Yeah. Or so, I want to win because that guy showed me up or did something to me personally. Well, and uh, that's one of the things I loved, and I think we talked about it last week, is that this really gets into the head of the different reasons a person gets into this kind of sports. It's not necessarily just, well, I'm good at fighting, so I'm going to fight. There's, like, a lot of different logics to it, you know, like people who are motivated by this. <sighs> okay, so I'm going to get into spoilers. So I'm just going to say this is great manga. I come back to it at least once a year just to read a few chapters, just to get the feel of it because it really gets my blood flowing. Check this manga out if you haven't. Tepu, it's great. Oh, no, it is a must-read, I, I think, as a... If, if you like sports, like we're saying, at the end of the day, definitely read it. So anyway, so spoiler territory, three, two, 
one. All right. So, like, I love that scene where I think it's the Witch of the West, and she, like, has that scene with her actress aunt or something. And she's they're just talking. It's like, you know, why isn't your daughter an actress? Oh, she's like, she just doesn't have the drive. Like, some people just don't. And they're the lucky ones. And it's like, yeah, some people are just driven. And that's kind of like the parallel where she's like, she is driven to fight. And it sucks because it's a really hard life to live. But she wants to fight. And that's like the only thing she can do. The main character is totally <laughs> just a terrible person. And she just wants to beat in this other person's head. Obviously, she's got her reasons. But she just wants to beat in this other girl's face. Honestly, the antagonist is the weirdest character where she's just like, I'm just happy fighting. Like, that's the weird one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they. It was it was so well done with how each character had some of them. Some of them. Not everyone had their complex. Um, but, you know, kind of the antagonist really. It's kind of a reverse role here. Yeah. The way the story is written. I really do think that the main character is the person that's kind of a douche. Uh, so oh, kind no, 100%. Of the, kind and of, everybody acknowledges yeah, it. Yeah, they're that's, just like, she's what, terrible. That's what's charming. At the same time, her being a quote-unquote bitch is charming because it's so different than what you would normally see. Yeah, yeah. You, there are other ones that probably... It's not like it's like the only anime manga that's ever done this, but it's contrary to the norm. Um, so that was kind of cool to start with. And I will say that... You were saying that like they have their different motivations. I think that the motivation that the main character had to do what she did is in a completely negative light. I don't think that like it's so contrary to what people people think. Like oh, they're doing it to do positive things but or to at, be the best. Like, at the same time, it's like from a completely understandable oh no situation. They wrote that's what makes it even better, right? Yeah. The fact that there is reasoning behind what she's doing. It's not. It's still not logical. It's still not okay. But you understand why because yeah, the story you, you, unravels the way it does. Well, I, I, so yeah. Again, we're in spoiler territory. So yeah, basically, where she got, you know, she tried to get back at some people that were bullying her brother. Her brother obviously didn't like it because it made him look weak, and so he starts abusing her. I don't know to what extent, but there's clearly some stuff going on there, and. God, the the one, though, that hit me harder than the abuse was, like, the mom just being, like, I can't... Cause I think what she, did I ever do to, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, what did I do to did, have a daughter like, like you? Yeah, like, like, fuck, there's, man! There's obviously reasons why the main character is the way she is. And, and I they think did a good job of not just writing her as a douche, but also explaining why she is but a douche. But she does... That, that line at the end just encompasses it all, where it's just, like, I just... I forget her exact quote, but it's basically, like, wherever somebody is just happy with their life i'm gonna drag them down and i'm like that's a terrible thing to say but like yeah there are people out there that's just like i've got a shitty life i'm gonna i can't stand that you're happy <laughs> like i'm gonna i'm gonna make you feel it well and i think that's like, until the very last episode i think that's what everyone thought um i think everyone thought that the two main girls one being the quote-unquote antagonist the other one being the main character quote-unquote protagonist were very much the same but we find out they're not. Um, through their actual final battle, um, when they get to, I guess, and that's another thing that's kind of cool. Like you know, they say when you, when you're up against your opponent and you're in such, you know, I guess, what's the word? Like, like 
conflict, strife, strife not battle. strife, but I guess when you're in such close battle, such intense battle, like oh, you really high get, proximity, yeah, or something. like you get to see the true nature of your of your opponent, and that's what they did. She realized, hey, you're nothing like me. Um, you know, this girl, one girl can actually feel; she's just flawed. The other girl, I don't think, can feel. Yeah, doesn't really know how to deal with it, well, so she puts on a front, and it pisses her off. Well, and you can see it doesn't just piss off the protagonist. It We're pisses off everybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a great scene where I think she's they fly in like this MMA middleweight champion or something from like the USA. She's like, "Why am I here? I'm just here for a paycheck. This is bullshit." Da 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 da. And then like the antagonist girl kicks her ass. Not just once. She like destroys her multiple times, and she's just like. And then whenever every time they finish, she's just like, "Okay, good fight," and she reaches her hand out, and, the, and she's just like, "She's like grinning ear yeah, to ear." Yeah, and it's fuck almost you. so fake. Yeah, and I think it, it, I think it is fake, it, but it's not fake. Like, you you learn that she does it as kind of a coping mechanism, really. Yeah. Um, so it is not fake for her, but it's so not natural that it seems fake for the opponent well, and when it's like yeah. that it's like mocking right it's like haha you're not worth my time thanks let's yeah, do it again yeah let's do and it it's again like, they take it personally like you know what fuck you this is not okay yeah. like and then, I tried my best you can't just sit here and mock me like that and then yeah the the champion girl from the USA ends up quitting because she's just like I, this isn't oh, for me oh that's right that, yeah that she's like said, I can't I can't do this yeah <laughs> like and I'm like, that's that's brutal but that's like that's also the fighting world in a lot of ways and I'm just like god such yeah. so many good things in this story. They, yeah, this they is even a good. They even worked story. in uh, what's her name, uh, Celine Dion. No, <laughs> it's uh, God. What's her? Yeah, I forget. Whatever. Anyway. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was great. I I really hope that at some point someone sees that it's also great and turns it into an anime because it can be beautifully animated. The fights are intense, but also not the driving force. There's drama to it. There's comedy to it too. I think a lot of it like. Because they do play on her being sadistic and whatever. They're, it's not like, oh, yeah, stay away from her. She's weird. Not like, you're weird. And, like, her friends tell her and – or her friends. She doesn't really yeah. have friends. But her one friend tells her and people make fun of her. But it's still intense at times. So it's it's, it's a good balance. Um, I had a great time reading it because of that. It wasn't just all, like, overly intense, like, oh, I'm going to whoop your ass. Oh, I'm a flawed character. No, yeah. it's like they're still like they're still high schoolers. They still deal with day to day life. Well, and, and I think <clears> that, <throat> yeah, and I think the other thing that I like is it's not one of those all these shonen manga we talk about. This is not one of those where you're gonna fight and you're gonna be friends forever and all that crap. She very much makes a point of like, oh, I am not friends too. with you. This is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, that's, that's in reality. Like sometimes. I mean, not everyone's made to make up and be friends and like, yeah. oh, you're going to make me a better person. No, you're going to be my goal to beat you. What? And then once I'm done, I'm done with well, you. Well, and that even point. comes up multiple times. Like there's this moment at the end where the karate girl who's like been her rival since like elementary school or whatever, it looks like they're going to make up and instead they just walk by each other because like, yeah, and the, and the, <laughs> the karate girls, I don't know what you call it, uh, obsessive fangirl like try, tries to run oh, back right. after her yeah anyway um but yeah you know point being really gay series i can't say enough about it maybe there's maybe a few bad things as far as the cuts but i think that has to do more with the situation that the manga was in as far as production yeah i think you have to be picky to really find something terrible about it 
I mean, yeah, it could have, have been written differently. I think the last chapter was a little too quick for my taste. But it was because it was forced in. I yeah, mean, that'll maybe happen. so, yeah. But the outcome of the story was great. How they wrote off the characters was great. And how they left it was great, too. Like, it left me wanting more, but knowing that this story doesn't deserve more. Right. Um, which is one of my most, like, like, I love stories that end that way. All right. Well, it's a good thing I write out the recommendations because I think we would have lost anybody who's not listening to spoilers at this point. But anyway, my recommendation for this week. Uh, so we've decided to go back to just doing a single recommendation. Ozzy, ten chapters. Ten, ten chapters. chapters. I mean, if you really like it, I'm not going to stop you. If the ten chapters composes of 30% or more of the story, then I will read the whole thing. Not going to be the case. Okay. So this if you one, say one piece, I will not fucking read. Now, this this one I'm recommending this week. I think I've actually talked with you about it. Uh, Mashla, Magic and Mushle. So this is, I think uh, you'll see pretty quickly. This is just a blatant ripoff of One Punch Man, and then in the second chapter, it's a blatant ripoff of Harry Potter. What in but, the hell? I think by the third chapter, it's a blatant ripoff of. The third chapter is where it gets its own legs, and I think that's where you kind of really got to decide, is this something for me or is okay. it not? Nice. So, yeah. So ten chapters of Mashal or something like that? Yeah. I'll send you the link. But yeah, Mash, Tiki, Mashla. Tiki Mashala. I actually don't know if that's the correct pronunciation. How do you pronounce M-A-S-H-L-E? Mashla? Masala? Mashugana? Mashla. Mashla, muscles, and magic. But anyway. All right. Well, we'll look into it, and I guess we'll be... We'll yeah. have our review next week for sure. Yep. All right. Thanks again to our listeners for checking us out. Again, that email is raleighanime at gmail.com. So feel free yeah, to send feel us. Feel free some. to send us hate mail, good mail, review mail. If you think we're terrible, please let us know so we yeah. can uh, ignore you and continue to uh, we, do what we want to do. We already got some email from some Nigerian princes. It's great. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Maybe they can sponsor us. That would be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm all down for that, you know. Uh, but anyway, all right, guys. Y'all have a good west of your west, west of your reek. <sighs> nice. Signing good, off. good, good rest of your week. Good night, everybody. Later, guys.